Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I won't let my body outweigh, outweigh everything that I'm made of. Won't spend my life trying to change. I'm learning to love who I am. I am strong, I feel free, I know every part of me is beautiful, and I will always outweigh, if you feel it, put your hands in the air, show some love to the new while you're there, let's take it one day at a time, cause you and I outweigh. Happy Saturday, Outway fam. Back for week two with Ashley Vicari, who's a licensed therapist based out of Tennessee, and she works at an eating disorder recovery center. So I feel like we have an amazing expert for these few weeks. So Ashley, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much, Amy. I'm so happy to be here. And then say again where you work and what you do. Yes. So I work for the Renfrew Center for Eating Disorders. I am a therapist and I've been there for five years. I also do a lot of outreach for them and a lot of teaching, going to talk to different therapists, doctors, community members about signs and symptoms of eating disorders and how we can support and help anyone that that might need that. Well, and some emails that I get are actually from parents that are like, what what do I look out for in my teenager? I feel like I'm seeing some signs, but I don't really know what, or I even have some young people that are listening. And I know today we're going to focus on adolescence and tips for 
parents to better understand their teenagers and what they're going through. And I think about when I developed my eating disorder, I was a teenager. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think that is often the case for a lot of people, sadly, some even younger than teens. But I feel like my mom supported me the best that she could, but she didn't know what she didn't know. It kind of was chalked up to the fact of like, well, my dad left when I was nine. So it kind of made sense that maybe around 13, I got an eating disorder because I was filling a void. As an adult now that I've worked through it, it was way more complex than that. And it was actually a time in which I was introduced to dieting by a family friend. And then that restriction led to binging. I didn't know what any of that was, but you know, obviously let's put her in therapy. It's because her dad left. And it's like, well, I'm sure that had something to do with a little bit of what was going on in my life. But, you know, I'm the mom of a teenage daughter who's 15. So I would love to hear any tips that you have that can help me be on the lookout. And, you know, just even little things that seem innocent. Yeah, I got to tell you, Ashley, that my little radar goes off, especially since I'm someone that's in recovery. But yeah. Like my daughter had some alarm set on her phone at 6.50 p.m., random time, don't know why. Yeah. But it was like ab workout. And I thought, well, that's interesting. interesting. And yeah. it was something another friend had said, hey, it's 6.50 every night, let's do abs. And I was like, well, you don't you don't have to schedule that. How about you just yeah. let's do, do, I'm not opposed to you wanting to move your body and yeah. however you see fit, yeah. but we don't have to put this strict, 650 ab workout timeline. And then I dealt with another situation one time of them taking before and after pictures or something because they had seen another mom do it. And I thought, oh, okay. Uh I know that mom didn't mean any harm and the friend didn't either. And so I just tried to do the best that I could to walk her through why we don't need to take before and afters of our body. But again, you see it everywhere. So it seems so normal. All this to say, Ashley, you know us parents, we are dealing (laughs) with a lot and we're just trying to figure it out. We want to do the best. So what are your tips for assisting our teens as they're on this journey and we can help come alongside them and maybe even help just prevent anything from developing anyway? Well, one, I just want to say like we hear from parents all the time. And so everything that you've brought up in this definitely we've heard before. So first I'll say eating disorders are not about food. We use food kind of within the eating disorder. It's the mechanism that we use and it's not about the food at all. Often there is a deeper issue going on that someone is maybe managing um, that issue with the use of food, um, whether to binge, to restrict, to purge, whatever. Um, So it's often about a deeper issue. So that's really important for parents to know there's often something else going on. The second thing is that eating disorders, especially in the teen years, can kind of be the slow burn. It can start out so innocently. It can start out as the 6.50 ab workout time. And then, and then we kind of focus on that and, and, you know, kind of start the spiral there, but it can be a very slow burn. And so a quick example I'll give is I had, I was working with a 16 year old and she, what I can't remember ages and grades at this point confused me. I think she was 16. I think she was in her junior year, maybe looking at schools, you know, for college 
she was working part-time. She was also like the class president. She was also on the cheer team. She was also in the theater troupe. And so girlfriend was busy, you know, busy, 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 busy. And so innocently she started not eating breakfast in the mornings because she could drive herself to school. It allowed her to get to school quicker. She could get there, get some work done that she wasn't able to finish. Well, what eventually started happening is that parents packed her lunch every day. She started skipping her lunch because she could focus on her work. This was really about her wanting to do well in school. She wanted to accomplish the things that she was excited about, you know? So she started skipping lunch because she could use that time to really focus on her schoolwork. Well, eventually what that then led to was occasionally skipping dinner as well. So she was not eating breakfast or lunch and then only eating the occasional dinner. What she started noticing, her grades definitely started dropping because she could not concentrate anymore. She felt like she was living in a fog. She started disconnecting. We talked about this on the last podcast. She started disconnecting from both herself, but also her family and her friends. And so she wasn't going to, you know, birthday parties, pool parties. She wasn't hanging out with her high school buds like she used to. Um, She started missing work. Another thing that happened was she started passing out um, because her body didn't have enough energy. It didn't have enough fuel or food, you know, to keep her present and aware. She eventually came for treatment. Her sweet parents came into the room. The first time I met with all of them, they were just a bucket of tears. They had no idea any of this was going on. And she kind of shared with me a lot of the stressors that she was having. And really for her, what was going on is that she was experiencing a ton of anxiety and she was using the eating disorder to manage that, if that makes sense. So all that to say, this was a slow burn. This was about a year and a half of stuff that was going on for her before she realized parents realized that she needed help, right? That she had an eating disorder. So I just want to say that to the parents. It can often be slow. So signs to look for maybe being very anxious or very particular about schedules, grades dropping, very black and white thinking, also some very foggy thinking, like not really being able to answer direct questions, things like that. But a couple of of tips that I also want to share with parents that I think these can be really helpful is the first one is just I I said, repeat after me, it's not just a phase. So often, I don't know about you, Amy, but I just love, oh, I love being around teenagers. I love their energy. I love their sassiness because we know that that can definitely be there. Um, I love their creativity. And often I feel like they get categorized as, oh, they're just, it's just a phase. They're just experiencing a phase. It's not. When I mentioned the slow burn, If there is an eating disorder, they might be getting into something that's really scary for them and they don't know how to get out. Again, teenagers' brains are not fully developed. And so they really rely on their primary caregivers to help co-regulate them. So really check in with them. This is not just a phase that they're experiencing. They're likely experiencing something deeper that they don't know how to put words to. The next thing, acknowledge the pressures of social media. You know, growing up, I'm a child of the 80s and 90s. Woohoo, I loved it. We had different pressures than the teenagers of today. Social media 
comparison, friends, it's in their face constantly, every moment of every day. Am I good enough? Did my post get enough likes? Do I look good enough on this post? The fact that, that we can have a, that we have a camera on our phone and we can take multiple pictures until we get the right picture, right? Whereas back in the day, we took maybe, maybe two pictures, then we had to go have them developed, (laughs) you know, and then we just (laughs) had the picture that we put in the photo album, whatever, and whatever we were doing is what we were doing, right? We didn't have the time to, to like go over it and meticulize and, and kind of like look at everything. Right. So acknowledge their pressure is different than the teenage pressure we experienced. Also, the ability to Photoshop and edit and conform or create this illusion. Yeah. And then the filters. And they're looking at their phone, seeing the filter, and then they look in the mirror and they're like, wait, what? I mean, and as adults, that is something that we deal with as well. And I got to say, even with my iPhone, it's bizarre. I try to treat filters as fun. I don't always use a filter. I try to avoid using Paris because that's the easy one because it just smooths everything. It doesn't distort my face or anything, (laughs) but it's like, oh, Paris. So Paris is my, ugh, I have to really keep from just swiping to that one real quick. But if I know I'm in a healthy place, like I don't mind. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm doing Paris. Screw it. Let's go. But now I don't even remember what my thought was about the filters is that, oh gosh, I need carbs. Yeah. I need carbs. Like yeah. this is that brain fog where I'm sitting here with my coffee and I'm like, carbs are good people because I yes. need carbs. But the, just the filters in general and, yeah. and kids having that, which which us growing up, like you said, we had different pressures. I just can't even imagine being yeah. a kid today because I'm 41 and my brain is fully developed and yes. I still have such a hard time with just the pressures and the, yeah, yeah the illusion yeah. of Oh, I know what I was going to say. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Our phones, I, even if I'm not using a filter, I feel like iPhone, I got a new, when I got a new phone, I feel like a filter is like built into it or something. Yes. I have a newer iPhone too. I feel the same way or the, the camera angle can zoom super out and like show things in a different, I don't know. I don't know if the filters are built into it, but it feels that way. And, but the fact that you can look at it constantly and like, right, like pick apart, pick over it, change things. Yeah. Right. Everything that you were saying, that is a very different pressure than maybe we experienced when we were teens. Right. But we all have it. And so I just, as adults that are listening, you might be like, oh, wow, this is something I need to pay attention to. And while this is a conversation about adolescence, I think all of this stuff can apply to adults. Absolutely, this can apply to adults. So I love traveling and coming home to my bed because it's comfy and familiar. I love crawling into it. Well, what if you could take your bed on the road with you so that way you got good night's sleep while you're on a trip? And it's not your entire bed, but at least your bedding, which is the best part. Let me introduce you to Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding. Now, Cozy Earth is travel-friendly and hassle-free, and the bedding comes in these adorable totes, which makes it really easy for you to take it on trips with you. They also have really amazing loungewear, so if you're on a long flight, you can stay cool and comfy with Cozy Earth's temperature-regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew. 
and it'll add a touch of style to your travel ensemble as well. So whether you're exploring stuff near or far, take a little bit of home with you. Cozy Earth has everything you need to turn every moment into pure bliss. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code OUTWAY at checkout to get 35% off. And let them know that we sent you after you check out. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old <laughs> Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. And, you know, like one of the things that happens in the, in the stage of being a teenager is self-discovery and, and kind of that like adolescent comparison. Also like, who am I figuring kind of that out? And when you have this pressure to be perfect presented in front of you, constantly. It's just important to acknowledge that for your team, just to notice that. So the next thing I have is notice their emotions and behaviors. They want you to, I can't tell you how many parents I've talked with that are like, they just don't talk to me. Okay. I get it. I do get that. Sometimes our teens don't want to communicate with us. And I get that. And I would encourage every parent to notice if they are listening to their teen to kind of talk back or like say something quick back to them or kind of like help them through their process, which is so lovely. Or are we listening to the teen to just hear them? A lot of times they just want to be heard. They're working out the different pieces in their head that they've got, they've gotten information coming at them from multiple teachers throughout the day, information coming at them from students, from TV, from their parents, from their, you know, values, possibly from uh, whatever spiritual presence they have. They have so many ideals coming at them. They need to simply 
work through it and process through it. So listen to them, to hear them, and really just to kind of create a safe space for them to communicate with you. So can you, just for parents that are like, well, how in the world do I do that? I, know. Like, I, I, I feel like I want to, but they don't. So, I mean, do you preface it with that? Do you set it up? Do you say, hey, child, yeah. <laughs> I am here to listen with no judgment, no comments. If you have anything you want to say, because then, then I feel like they're like, what, mom, this is weird. <laughs> That's so weird, mom. I know that that probably does sound weird. And yes, maybe I'm an over communicator. I don't know. But yeah, like when you're in those car rides, when you've picked them up from school, let's say, you know, maybe they've got to go to an early appointment. You've picked them up early. Turn the music on, ask them how the day was. If they don't answer, okay, well, I just wanted to, I just wanted you to know I'm here if you want to talk about it. And just simply Perfect. be, let them have their experience and they will bring it into you. And I, and I always like to say, like, everybody knows whatever the elephant in the room is. So label it. Okay. You know, if they're sitting at dinner with you and, and you've noticed the last week, like they really haven't touched their dinner. Hey, you know, I just want you to know, I love you. I'm also a little bit curious. Oh, that's a, that's a good one. Let's be curious that that word curious, instead of kind of judgmental, or you need to do this. You need to do this. I'm curious as to if there's something going on. I noticed you haven't really had an appetite this week. Is there something you'd like to talk about? I'm here to listen. That's a behavior, but it could be emo- an emotion too. Yeah. Like I'm I'm already thinking of how I could use that yeah. like with my daughter being 15 yeah. and, yeah. you know, hormonal and all the yeah. things like, hey, I'm noticing you're a little bit snippy yeah. right now. Like, is there something you want to talk about? And maybe just that acknowledging, oh, well, she sees me. I'm safe yeah. to talk. Like I'm not getting mad at her for being snippy. I think that coming in with a level of empathy at times, but also I know one of your next tips is like, you're their parent, you're not their friend. Yeah. So I'll let you speak to that. But it's like, you can still, this has nothing to do with eating disorder or body image, but like my son was mad because he's doing summer school and like full time. And my daughter's, she only has to do like this two hour reading thing this week. And he's like, life is not fair. And I think the natural response is like, yeah, life's not fair. And then you just march on, like get used to it, buddy. But I was like, okay, be calm. You know, I'm not, again, I'm not an expert, but I just, I've learned enough to where, okay, trying to make sure he feels heard and seen. And so Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? Life is not fair. And I hear you. Mm -hmm. I have also experienced life Mm -hmm. in this way. Mm -hmm. And so that way, he has that expectation of, yeah, life is weird like that Mm -hmm. all throughout his adult life. I should not try to make him think otherwise, but that, you know, I just had to deal with something at work this week that was not, in my opinion, very fair. And it's a bummer. And I hear you. And then end of story. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that that's great. What that does is that helps them see. So one, we're responding to them. We're not reacting to them, right? We're not getting heightened based on their already heightened emotion, whatever that is. And two, when we can get curious about what they're experiencing, it helps them feel more seen and it helps them feel more validated because they are having these emotions. And let me tell you, teenagers have them a lot more intensely (laughs) than we do as adults, because our brains have finished developing and we understand 
you know, how to calibrate our emotions a little bit better, but yeah, that's a great, that's a great tool there is to, is to be curious with them. And so then the next one was to get involved. You are their parent, not their friend. And really what I mean here is if you notice that your child does have some disordered eating, or you are concerned, you've seen their grades drop. You've definitely seen some interesting habits with food and whatnot, get involved. We need to get them some therapy. And I would encourage in general, if, if you think there's something to do with food, it might behoove you to reach out to an eating disorder therapist specifically. So one of the best resources is the national eating disorder association. They're a national organization. They can get you material Renfrew. We are also a national organization. If you call your local Renfrew, we can get you the name of therapists, dietitians, psychiatrists in the area that work with eating disorders. So reach out, get your child help. So eating disorder therapist and an eating disorder dietitian. I mean, you probably understand this. There are, there are a difference between a dietitian and an eating disorder dietitian. Definitely. Yeah. Lisa, the, <laughs> she found it out way with me. She was yeah. my co-host for a long time and she's a registered dietitian yes. that specializes in eating disorders and disordered eating. And yes, I learned firsthand from her that none of what she teaches now, she learned in school. Nothing. In fact, yeah. everything she learned in school would be detrimental to her current clients. Yeah, exactly. Which is crazy. <laughs> yeah, which is crazy. And and I would even say that similarly on the counseling field, like we don't learn a lot in school, both as counselors and as dietitians. And the more we get involved in this community, I mean, there's so there's still so much beautiful things to learn for us. But but yes, yeah, so reach out to an eating disorder specific therapist dietitian. So get involved. And in that respect, like Yes, you want to hear them, but also you are their parent. If they need treatment, if they need a therapist, it's imperative that you help them in that process do this, if that makes sense. And then the last tip I have is honor their bravery and their honesty. You know, it's a big deal for an adolescent to, it, it really is a big deal for them to come to their parents with any sort of issue that feels like like a, a very intense, something is really going on here. Honor that bravery, honor their, whatever honest, whatever stories they're sharing with you. If they say, yes, I've been restricting for a year now, or yes, I've been binging for a year now, instead of, oh my gosh, I can't believe you've been doing that. Right. Like that's a reaction. Let's honor that they felt safe enough in this moment to be honest with us about what's going on. Right. And that really goes for any, anything that they're sharing with us, but we want them to know that we love them, that we see them, that we hear them. You said that earlier talking about your son. Again, they have so much pressure coming at them kind of all over and we really want to be their safe place and we want to be the place that champions them. So yeah, those are the tips that I have. I hope that's helpful. <laughs> no, I love those. And I'll just recap them real quick before okay. we wrap, but it's just repeat after me. It's not just a face and yes, repeat after us. Like I think sometimes too, as parents, we don't want to believe that something might be happening and we can default to denial and it is yeah. easy to just be like, oh, it's a phase, no yeah. big deal. 
when the reality might be screaming otherwise. Acknowledge the pressures of social media, which as a parent, I also too would just challenge. And I know that this is so, so hard because I have been there and I kids are sneaky. I've yeah. been caught certain things where I'm like, wait, what? And I yeah. thought I was on it. But then also we're juggling a lot. We can't yes. have eyes and ears everywhere, even though yes. we want our kids to think that we do. Yeah. But gosh, I know it's so hard, but I had Lacey Johnson on my Four Things podcast mm -hmm. on this month's, one of this month's Thursday episodes. It came yeah. out July 14th. If y'all want to go back and listen to that about social media, but just we as adults need to set boundaries with it and we don't have healthy boundaries. And yeah. these teenage brains are not ready yeah. for what is out there. Even with the, that comparison is there, yeah. the editing, sure enough, the body image stuff and the scrolling, but the addiction that it causes. Yes. And then this social media in general, and now I'm going down a rabbit trail on this, <laughs> which is not my intent, but it's something I have to, yeah. I'm going to be better at because my daughter yeah. wants all the things and she wants, you know, the TikTok the TikTok. Did I just sound 80? She wants TikTok, uh, which I let her use on my phone. Yeah. And then she is going to be running an Instagram account for our cat, but she can only post things about the cat. Yeah. And thankfully, she's not upset sometimes when I've had to pull some things yeah. down. Yeah. But I'm like, that. This is more about what's appropriate and not appropriate, but I'm just thankful that she isn't addicted and yeah. that she doesn't have to have it. And that I've set certain boundaries and she's not allowed to have her phone in her room alone. Yeah. She charges it downstairs in the kitchen. So there's, oh, my daughter like literally just walked in the door. Hi, <laughs> can you hear me? Yes. <laughs> okay, do, hey, I'm talking about social media just real quick. Not really talking about you. Okay, do I have your approval? Yes, okay. <laughs> uh, so um, good times recording yeah. at home. But it's, it's a bummer to have to you know, in their mind, like steal some of their joy because some yeah. other kids have no boundaries or restriction yeah. when it comes to social media. Yeah. And I feel feel bad, but I'm like, well, I feel bad for them and their parents not being able to implement some yes. of those boundaries. Yes. And I wish there was some like united like alliance with parents if we were all on the same page, but we're just yes. not. And I get not everybody has the time or, you know, they yeah. might be working however many jobs and just trying to survive yeah. other things and life happens. I definitely get that. But just to evaluate how much time yeah. that they're allowed to be on social media, make sure you're monitoring what they're posting. Yeah. You can follow them on social. It's okay to want to check their phone. Like, yeah. again, that goes back to you know, one of your other things we'll recap now is you're their parent, you're not their friend. Right. And so that's that thing. And then another thing you said, notice their emotions and behaviors because they want you to. Yeah. I think it's important. And then lastly, honor their bravery and honesty. And you can yeah. do that with yourself too. Like whenever you're brave and I love that bravery can look all kinds of ways mm -hmm. and you can, you, you know, I feel like society has told us that brave is doing this. You mm -hmm. know, if you go and do this. You're so mm -hmm. brave. But also yeah. if your body's telling you not to do something and you acknowledge and listen to that and you decide not to do it, that's also brave. Yes. <laughs> so, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, in there, thank you, Ashley, again, for coming on. She'll be back next Saturday and we'll be talking uh, about body image and maybe even like how to know if yeah. you even have an eating disorder or yeah. kind of touched on teen stuff today. But that'll be next Saturday and we will see you then.
Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 